Hello, you're listening to Putting Up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Point. Not gonna be your you're gonna you're not getting an Emmy for this one, bro. There's no Oprah moment coming out of me today. No, if that's any, actually if if anything, it'll be like 90% vitriol and anger because I just got back from the grocery store. It's <laughs> so. funny. Uh I mean, you say it's not gonna be an Oprah moment, but look under your chair. You just won an air fryer. Another one? How many do yeah. I need? I, that's on you. Wait, do you like air fryers? I I bought one and I hate it. We, we have one. The air fryer is interesting because as you get sick of it, because every kitchen gadget, like, okay, pandemic, we got, every, we got everything. We got everything. Mm-hmm. We got the, the, the magic bullet. We got the air fryer. We got all that shit. And, uh, you, did, you did the whole pandemic package? Yeah. We, I mean, there's no sourdough or anything like that going on. But any gadget. There should have so, been, though. There should have been a pandemic monthly package where once a month you got some kind of thing. With bread recipes and a bread cooker and then a well, air fryer. No, no one has the foresight for that, you know. By the way, um, you can go to like all the 80s nostalgia places and retro wave arcades 40 years from now. Do you realize there will be retro wave pandemic COVID like throwback? Like remember back in the day when everybody had a mask mm-hmm. up and you couldn't touch people? That that I guarantee you by like 2060, there will be a bar that's pandemic themed. That's that that's you know. At least to be hope. honest, if they keep everyone six feet away from each other, I'll go right now. Um, no. So we had the air fryer, and it goes through, it goes through a, a series of being different things that you get sick like we started off frying things because that was the draw it was like oh my gosh you can fry it's a toaster now the only yeah. thing's gone in my air fryer in the last month is english muffins but it does a great job on the english muffins so i can't i've only tried to cook chicken and every time i went why didn't i just use an oven this isn't better than the oven it's it's one of those it's like a microwave oven when the microwave oven first came out because uh-huh. i was a kid then our first microwave had a dial and two switches it was like on and open like the open door the open door button would shut mm-hmm. it off and the dial turned by like how many you know a minute yeah. 10 minutes went. They, they it went up to i think like 40 minutes on the dial because nobody knew that a, you couldn't do anything in a microwave oven it was for leftovers and popcorn that we haven't discovered it. that yet there's a third thing i'm trying to remember what it is and i can't remember right now i mean hot dogs a lot of hot dogs went in there in my childhood. Baked potato. That's the only. Oh yeah, that's the that's the big one. Baked potato. But 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 seriously, it's not the so that's air fryers, dead French fries that you got from McDonald's yesterday. Amazing. Really? You know, you've never done reheated the fries in the air fryer. That's no, the I've selling never... point, bro. That's like the Ginsu knife cutting through the shoe. Is when you put French fries from a fast food place from the day before. In the air fryer, it's like it's like they just came up. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's what should be on the commercial. That's what I'm saying. That was I've the first thing we tried. French fries. That, that was what everybody life. told me. Oh, what? well, that's not what I heard at all. Everyone was like chicken wings. You can take because, you know, you can't reheat those French fries in a microwave. They come out mm-hmm. garbage. 
You can't do anything with them unless yeah. you own an air fryer, and then you can refry them in the air fryer. Chef's kiss. Tell Perfect. Them. Give it a shot. There is something that you said at the top of me asking you to do this that I think is really funny, and I want to bring it up. Is you said you hate being interviewed. I do. <laughs> I think it's really fun. I'll talk I've about never, I've never asked anyone to do the podcast and have them be like, "I hate being interviewed," and be hey. like, "You know what? We should do this." What's up? The the thing is. Every conversation that I have out here, somebody's got an agenda and an interview is like the ultimate agenda conversation where you've got a list of questions mm-hmm. that you want answers to. It's like, I have a list of questions know, I want answers to. Yeah, no, you don't throw that out. Throw that out. We're, we're, we're riffing now because I'm just going to d- deflect anything you ask me now that I know that you have a list. You screwed up. No, I'm being honest. People, I'm... I've been interviewed by the police a couple of times. And I cooperated there, but I don't cooperate in any other interview. <laughs> I'm not asking. I'm not the police. I'm not pretending to be the police. I'm not illegally allowed to say I'm trying to be the police. That's true. Although one of my favorite episodes ever is I uh, have my brother's a huge DuckTales fan. And so I a had mm-hmm, a woo woo. And I had somebody who wrote for the newest DuckTales. On, oh, and so I had my one. brother set up a bunch of questions to ask him about DuckTales. Mm-hmm. So it was pitting two DuckTales people against each other when I have almost no DuckTales knowledge. You know, like I know None. like everything that I would expect any average person our age to know about DuckTales, but nothing more or less. Okay. How many ducks were on DuckTales? I mean, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer. Did you think I was going to say three? Like only the kids? No, counted? but that was uh, that was on my list of questions. So let me check that one off. That was on your list of questions? Oh, I mean, yes. my list of questions is, is fun too, though. I mean, it's like, what's your favorite television? I'm, I'm controlling the conversation now. I know you're controlling the conversation, you. but I like the idea. My, of the I argument. just wanted to chat, to chat with you, man. We never get to talk. I know. I know we don't get a chat. It's always in passing or at, at stuff. This is nice. It is nice. It is good. And like, that was a thing like I thought about with you a lot in this because I've wanted to ask you for like a year, you know, but it's just like, we just see each other in passing and it's like, there's never like this unanswered question when we leave, you know, it's always, it's always just like the hi, how you doing sort of thing. Wait, so you're like, you're in a lockdown right now. You're in a quarantine. Um, We're kind of isolating at my house just because my, I don't want to get into all this. This is a nightmare. I know, I know. Let's let's just say, uh, here's what I'll say. Omicron, if you get a rapid test, have them check your throat. That's some new information. They've been doing the nasal swabs. The Omicron, they're saying throat swab. So have them do that. Really? It's a throaty one. Otherwise, otherwise the rapid tests are not showing positives of people that are positive. From my anecdotal knowledge of people I've spoken with who've had this happen, but the PCR tests are then coming back positive. Mm -hmm. So where she works at a, at a theme park with a large cartoon head that looms above it over the freeway that we will not name. Uh, if, you're be, if you're being stared down by uh, one eye going down. Wasn't going to give any clues that big, you know, like, but I'm just saying if you <laughs> driving past and want a banana. <laughs> so. Anyway, they uh, they do testing there in the parking lot and they're doing rapid mm-hmm. tests and PCR tests at, at the same time. Like they'll swab you and then they'll take the one swab 
and rapid it and take the other swab. They send it to the lab. And uh, one of my girlfriend's oh. friends uh, had the experience where the rapid came back negative. The PCR test came back positive um, and was at work with her on Christmas Day. So, yeah, because um, I just got my first kind of been... non-COVID cold in two years. Oh, that's, I tested negative that's three scary. Times. I had that happen uh, a while back. And yeah, that's scary because it's all see, this is the problem. Like the symptoms are all so and with the Omicron, they're so average. It's like fatigue, muscle pain. I'm that's what my brother said. How am I my not going to have like... fatigue and muscle pain? <laughs> yeah, my brother Those said are... the same thing where he was just like, well, luckily, it's the symptoms of just all of life and any minor thing. It's, and you're like, it's that the is... symptoms of being alive. It's... Yeah. And then I felt like I was on the same problem that I was on if I actually had COVID. I was like, it doesn't matter since I know I'm sick and I'm sneezing and coughing. It doesn't matter if I test positive or negative. I have to quarantine anyways, don't I? Because you can't be out there like blowing your nose, coughing and sneezing in public when this is all going on. Here's the good news. If you want to be selfish and uh, just get boosted and you can be as you can be as selfish as you want with this, because I haven't heard anybody. But I still don't want to be out there in public sneezing and coughing at work and stuff. Well, you don't want to spread it is the thing that's you, you can this one spreads like wildfire this omicron mm-hmm. variant but you to see this oh nice you start right over the eye, eye. yeah uh, so uh you had to flex your tattoo on me i uh i don't know anybody who has this tattoo outside of me that's not homeless <laughs> <laughs> getting a boognish wing most, tattoo most of them are you. homeless in philly too so it's even worse <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah, no, dude. It, it's just it, it spreads like crazy. So people that aren't vaccinated can catch it, which unfortunately includes like infants. So, I mean, if you if you care about infant babies, get, you know, isolate if you think you're sick and don't spread it. But get which a booster if you just don't want to go to the hospital and you want to have a backache for four days or yeah. you're a little run down for a, a three day stretch or you lose your sense of taste for a day and a half or whatever, like the, the, the vaccine is working against this variant to stop it from hurting you. It's just not stopping you from spreading it anywhere. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So you can spread it to people that can't get the booster, can't get the vaccine, yeah. like little babies or. Yeah. Which you know, uh, most infants turns out anti-vaxxers did not realize how far right most infants are. Well, I've talked to a lot of them, and the problem is they haven't had that much time to do their own research, so they can't. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So the limited research they get is all awful. They were in the womb, like the Wi-Fi in here is terrible. Oh, I couldn't imagine how bad it is, because it's like in Disneyland, when you go into the structures, there's nothing. You're just like, oh, I just got to stare at the other people in line. This is awful. Hey, um, by the way, nobody that has a ween tattoo is supposed to be allowed in Disneyland either. So you've got that that going for you. you can <sighs> I'm there all the time. Not I'm trying to figure out if I want to go. Do you, do you go to Disneyland a lot? Yeah, I'm a pass holder. Are you really? Yeah, My for like a decade. So jealous. We went. We went recently. Um, here, here's the thing. Okay, the the signing up for the rides. The signing up for the rides. Yeah, is terrible. It's like it's like Ticketmaster. Except I'm on vacation at a theme park. What the hell is that? I don't have to like, ju- oh, it goes it goes live at nine. Jump on your phone. Yeah. Oh, we couldn't go on Rise of the Resistance. It's all that well, Star now, Wars stuff you can't do. 
now you can actually get in line for it. Open up a line for it where you don't have to buy the thing. So Finally, that's... waiting in line at Disney World. That's just what I'm I'm cheering for. They haven't improved the experience an inch since Walt was walking around with like half a chubby in his pants being like, this is amazing. They haven't improved. They've improved the rides and all the stuff, but the basic experience of I have to take my family to this place and deal with this bullshit. I will same. completely argue this. I don't think, I think they have improved some of it. I think they've ruined it in the last couple of years. Um, I've watched because people like me, people like me ruined the park for everybody. As a Disney adult, when I first showed up here 10 years ago, it was amazing. I was showing up once a week. I was going on like every ride, every time that when the fast passes first showed up and it was just the paper fast pass, mm-hmm. even the ones were like, oh, look, it's expired two hours ago. Like, who cares? Get on, get in the line. You know, like when that time period was around, it was wonderful. And got then it got complicated. Because then they had us have to get an app and which tracked us throughout the park. And then it tracked which fast passes we were getting. So you could like, they would stop our fast pass access after a while. And it was just like, uh, all of like, that's when it became terrible. And then when you had to start checking into the rides before you got to them, that made it even worse. I went with a family who doesn't do Disneyland and they were just checking into rides all willy nilly, not thinking about if it was on the other side of the park or not. So we had to crisscross back and forth over the park multiple times because we were in line for Space Mountain. They're like, hey, guys, next we're doing Splash Mountain and then we're going to do Star Tours. And you're like, but we're next to Star Tours now, you know, like and so everything was this big rush and hassle to get to. And now they've made it even worse with Rise of the Resistance. You had to buy a $10 upgrade to ride the new ride. No, that's exactly the opposite of having an admission that's over $100. And then they undid that. And now if you're in the line, you can just do $10 just to skip the line for riders or the resistance, but you get no other extra feature of the park. It's called like limited line something or whatever, or a lightning lane is what they're calling it. And so lightning lane is now- lightning lane because it never strikes twice. Once you pay for that once, you're like, (laughs) fuck this, and then doing it again. I mean, you pay for every strike of lightning. But it's just like, no, wait, no, no. If we're going to charge this like they do like in theme parks all over the world do this, where you can pay one admission to skip one line. But it was like, no, no, I like that that wasn't a Disneyland thing. Now that it's a Disneyland thing and there's always the temptation of I can pay $10 and not stand in line for two hours, I'm losing interest in just using it as a hangout like I've used for the last decade. Or is that just growing up? I don't know. No, because you, you still like Disney. You've got, you got that fetish of you want to be treated like a baby. What do they call yeah. it? Disney yeah. Disney. If, if Mickey could hold me <laughs> and nurse me instead of have oh, lunch, I'd pay so $30 odd. for that Disney experience. Look, when I was a kid, we, we were at Disney House. We had the Disney Channel. We used to go to Disney mm-hmm. World on vacation every couple of years, whatever. But I'm just, I don't know, man. Somewhere along the way, I guess I lost my magic. I don't know what what possibly could have steered me. I don't know hormones. Oh yeah, puberty. <laughs> Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I mean, I think I, I think I discovered weed, and then Disney just couldn't compete. I remember that. Yeah, no, exactly. But then I have the adult friends that are like, "You got to get high and go to Disneyland," and you're like, "No, Disneyland's already high. You don't need to go there and be like, oh, look, it looks more colorful. It looks colorful already.'" 
I've never been like, you know what's great when you're high? Standing in an hour-long line. Mm-hmm. There's no treats, no beverages. They got undercovers there, too. You got to watch. Really? I mean, Undercover I Disney that. security personnel that walk around dressed like tourists that <laughs> monitor the park. But dressed like tourists, you mean like shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're the barefoot ones and the shorts. They, they, and sh- the... they show up at work, Aaron, and they just go, instead of going to, before they go to the locker room, they go to Lost and Found. They're like, what do you got for me today? What a dad oh, forgot on the That might on be the so true. <laughs> That'd be horrifying if like, you found like shorts and a tank top in the Lost and Found, but I'm sure they have. It's Disney. Yeah, there's got to be nothing that they don't have there. Yeah. People do some creepy stuff in there. Yeah, they're in character, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, he's naked under that Pluto suit. This guy's just literally... They are not allowed him. to be naked. I don't know if you know about the Disneyland underwear fiasco. <clears throat> Disneyland used to supply the underwear for the people that are in the characters. They would supply the uniform to the point of underwear for, like, Pluto and Mickey and Donald, and then somebody mm-hmm. had um, crabs, and it transferred to other members of the park because they were sharing underwear, despite the fact that they were washing it in between. And so oh there was a lawsuit, and now they're not allowed to supply underwear, and you have to wear clean underwear to rule. You can't that's be free-balling Andy Pluto. You know, like, that's too much. So when the person had um, crabs in the, in the costume, mm-hmm. how did the park find out? Was it just like people would put the underwear on, and they'd hear like, under the sea, under the sea. They were like, he's got crabs. Disney crabs. They sing. Exactly. This is the dumbest conversation. <laughs> you think this is the dumbest? I have a hundred of these episodes. <laughs> of, of talking about Disney parks and the rules of Disney parks. And are you getting you getting kickbacks from, from Disney? Is that what's going on here? Oh your... I wish I was. Plug the park, we'll put you in the MCU. Is that what's going on here? You Think that's oh my god, that's such a low price for an MCU. I would do this for half a churro. They're like, we'll give you a deformed <laughs> churro on the way in if you talk about Disney for 25 All the minutes. Second hand churros you can eat. Jesus. Yeah, the ones that don't pass the test. I'm like, yeah, I will definitely grab that churro. It comes out of Pluto's mouth. He like waves you in. He's like, hey, heard your podcast. Here you go, kid. <laughs> Don't tell Lincoln I sent you. You're like, hell yeah, this is the best day in the park ever. Yeah, be careful when you're buying them dirty street churros off a secondhand dealer. So when you went to the park as a kid and you stopped, was there anything that came into your life, therefore took that place? Uh, no. Yeah. No? I mean, I mean, I don't know. When I stopped going to, I think the last time I was there, yeah, it was it was going to concerts probably. Going to it concerts swapped. Yeah, that makes sense. It just became tons of concerts. Did you see anyone in concert before they got huge? Like somebody in a bar? Oh no, uh, no. That's the I I have none of those stories. But you know, see because I grew what about in you? Have you ever seen somebody yeah. that's okay? Oh, yeah, a bunch. No, so in Tucson, see, Arizona, Pennsylvania, dude. There's... I know you guys got actual famous people coming through. We got people trying to be famous. And so if you were famous, you would skip past Tucson and just go straight to Phoenix. And we'd have to drive to you in Phoenix. 
but there was bars all the time having traveling bands. So we saw a bunch of people that eventually would start skipping us. I remember seeing like the white stripes when they, they were like playing for like nobody. I saw John Mayer play for a hamburger restaurant, you know, like, so it's just all of these That's things crazy. are just like, I mean, it's just every year there was somebody that would come through and sound good and you'd write it down and be like, I got to see him next year. And then the next year they were just gone. Arcade fire, you know, like, I know the Yeah Yeah Yeahs used to come a bunch, and then they had their hit song, and then they never came back. It's just that's the Tucson story. No, back in back in uh, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, the the famous people were like whoever was on Maury Povich. Like if you knew the girl who was on Maury, uh, yeah. you knew uh, many, not the dads, and a couple of the dads. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Here's what I'll do: <laughs> I'll go on Maury." And then I'll do whatever dance I do on Maury at the bar. I, I, I worked tickets. with a lady once who was a guest on Jerry Springer. That's the actual, that's an actual fact. She was a okay, Springer was it, show guest. So was it scripted? Uh, no, they just, I mean, I guess they didn't she really actually do a whole lot lived of, that crazy of a life. Do you remember what the topic was? For there, Jerry there was stuff? embellishment. I think it was like cheating. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure she said there was some embellishment, but they don't fact check any of the guests. Like you could literally we could have gone on the Jerry Springer show and said that we were lovers and they never would have looked into it. They would have been like, okay, you guys, well, here you are, you know, and then we would have, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. And then I surprise everybody. Yeah. Your girlfriend's just innocently sitting that there. That would have been interesting. That would have been, interesting. you never got into it. You never watched that show. No, I got into the show. I'm saying Maury Povich never went in that direction. Like he got, or I mean, uh, Jerry Springer never went, he got, he got lame. And then Steve got his own show, but we used to watch the Springer show all the time when I was living in Westchester. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. My, my buddy had a nitrous tank in the closet and we would just bust out balloons and for breakfast and we'd watch Jerry Springer. This was when That's I was insane. Like 22. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you were in the band wing. <laughs> just was, watching Jerry Springer with the, the nitrous the, tank. The best part was the tank was in the other room in the living room. Of course, where else would it be? Um, yeah. And we were off to the side watching TV. So you'd have to go out and fill up like a balloon and then take it to the couch. And if you remember about Springer, they would go to commercial. And when they would come back from commercial instantly, that was when the fight would happen. And everybody, yeah, fight, fight, fight. So if you were filling balloons and there was four of you watching the fourth person by the time the commercial break is ending is almost done as they're coming back from break. And about half the time we'd yell, you're missing the fight. And from the next room, you'd hear pop because they try <laughs> to finish it off real quick <laughs> to get back in time. For the fight. Good times. That, that's the most nineties kids sort of go to college kids. Uh, go to college. <laughs> Um, that also happens if you don't go to college, by the way, kids. In fact, it happens for a longer period of time. That's a commercial yeah, except, for community college. Except I'm, I'm telling this story on a podcast, not in a dingy room with nine people in a circle drinking shitty coffee. That's the difference. That is true. You are correct on that. Wait, but you're from Pennsylvania. You must have saw Wayne before they were big. Um, I saw them, but I wouldn't say it was before. They were, I mean were they ever big like they're big I now know. i guess i mean yeah they're playing I theaters saw, i think i saw them back in like 96 i would say that's i, I mean was that bef- before or after chocolate and cheese that's about the time of chocolate and cheese yeah yeah i think that's that about the time the, i figured out who that they were. was the biggest album 
at the time. Yeah. The chocolate and cheese album. Had nothing to do with the cover. Did they have a band or was it just the drum machine? No, yeah, it was it was the whole band. Okay. Then they were big then. Before that, they would just go up with the drum machine. Yeah, just the two of them. Yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, I actually avoided that record at first because of the cover. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Being gay. No, it was I it was just, I don't know, but it didn't look like good music was on the other side of that cover. No, it didn't. That's what's so funny about them. Yeah, exactly. And then my friend was like, no, you're going to miss out on the greatest band like ever. And then I look at the CD itself and it's someone flipped me the bird. And you're like the greatest album ever. Little did I know, like I still waited like a year to listen to that album. And then I was like, oh, it is one of the greatest albums ever. Yeah. For people who make a lot of mistakes. It's the soundtrack for a lot of mistakes. Oh my gosh. Just the, all the, the whole catalog is just for like that one guy who's just screwed up his life (laughs) and just his only joy is knowing there's other people that are as bitter as he is about how, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's part of the fun of going to the concert. You go, look, everyone here borrowed money to be here. I hung out with a guy after the show and he was just like, that's what I love about it, man. Is that, you know, like a lot of music that you'll go see is centered around the you know like joy and feeling happy and their their stuff is really celebrates the down times in your life and just like when you might be bitter and pissed off and angry and drunk and just like that that's okay too and that there's beauty in those moments too if you can get through them and and find it and that's that's so empowering to to the fans that's why everybody knows all the lyrics and they go nuts when they go see ween that's why i have to ask why didn't you go when they were here in la what happened to you man because i was unemployed at the time and i know i wanted to buy the tickets but i'm also like hey maybe right now is not a good time to go to a bunch of concerts get a job first i know no one else at the, at the concert had a job nobody there would have been like oh wait did he- i didn't have a job <laughs> see exactly <laughs> And I'm still on unemployment. There's literally no reason I shouldn't have. It's me being an adult. Whereas like I hold things back for myself unless I can give myself something to reward myself. Yeah, so don't do that I told anymore. myself two, three months earlier. You're going to end hey, up dead with a, a pile of rewards. You're going to be like, I was waiting to reward myself <laughs> with all this stuff, but I died. Damn. Wish I'd rewarded myself when I was alive. I'm just saying. Can I tell you what the questions I wrote down were? Yeah, I guess if you want to. Um, if you were ever held up at gunpoint yes yes I will answer that one I was held up at gunpoint as a cashier at a convenience store um, this was when I think I think I just graduated college and I was just like back home and looking just to earn a buck while I was looking for a job yeah. so, so you're a, full Dante Hicks third shift convenience store um Got held up at gunpoint, went back to work the next night, wasn't phased at all. Okay, a wait, week, a couple questions. A, okay. So if you're held up at gunpoint, do you finish the shift? Uh, you call the manager and the police. And uh, if, if your manager is garbage, you finish the shift. But if they're decent, they have to wake up, get dressed, come to the store, file the police report and all that stuff. Hopefully they're solid enough that they then say, now that you're done talking to the police, take the rest of the night off and go home because I know you're shaking. Yeah. Um, mine happened right at the end of my shift. So 
It was like oh, so that didn't matter. The next guy was there. They hit you right at right at dawn, like right at daylight, like right as the sun's coming up. When <laughs> they know when the shifts really change, any, they they know. Yeah, they know. Well, that's the time that you're going to have the most money because you've been open all night long on that. Oh. Also, there's not a lot of people around, but there's enough people around that they're like not, you know, someone walking through a neighborhood or something isn't as suspicious. Do you think as, they knew that? Uh, I'm sure that they were uh, very well. It's a poor area, man. And it was right around Christmas, which is also the time that most of these things happen. It's like beginning of December. Of so I got held up. And then a week later, I was in the store doing, again, the third shift job. And I was in the cooler stocking the milk. And when I came out, I saw that the place had been robbed. Someone mm. came in, opened the register, grabbed all the money out and left. And the reason that I wasn't alerted is because the little door dinger on the door was broken and the mm. manager still hadn't gotten it fixed since I got held up. So mm. uh, I quit then. I was like, if you're not even going to fix a doorbell to keep me safe, I'm out. Yeah, no, that's fair. Mm -hmm. Did you give two weeks or were you just like, I'm out? Oh, right no, now? no, no, no. I was like, goodbye. No. And was he like, that's fair? Or was he like, hey, you know what? Get out of here faster. We won't even hear the doorbell on uh, way out. Uh, hey, sexist. She was uh, devastated because she knew she had an employee that could get held up at gunpoint and wouldn't quit their job on the spot at that time. Um, and that it was her failing that, you know, like nature of the business is one thing. But if you're failing me, then goodbye. Um, yeah. Which is, which is a lesson that uh, has come back into play in recent years when mm -hmm. you know yeah and that's i just learned a lesson right now i need to go to uh some sort of gender sensitivity meeting now oh i thought you were gonna say about when to rob convenience stores that it's right at dawn <laughs> Rosjan. I should have had him on years ago. He should have three episodes by now. Super easy to talk to. Great podcast guest. Does not like direct questions. Love it. Which uh, turns out for a better show. So I did mention on a previous episode where I was like, I have something maybe special happening. And I tried to do something special with Ed. Um, but he bulldozed right through it like nothing. And now we have this episode that turned out great anyways. So that's how that all went down, went through. Very happy to have him. If you like him, follow him on Instagram at FastEddieRO. FastEddieRO to find Ed Rosgen. I just gave away your Instagram, buddy. And it was a great episode. By the way, guys, if you're listening to this and it's not the day it came out, with the exception of the day it came out, I'm 40 years old. I'm 40 years old on Wednesday. This comes out on Tuesday. Yikes. I know I talked about it last week. I'm still in the yikes phase. I also, I feel like I should do an episode where I just tell you guys what goes on with my life. I just did a job interview. Um, I feel like I challenged the person interviewing me. It was essentially me being like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. You like it? Perfect. I'll be good. If you don't, not going to be good. <laughs> I really like set the course of like, hey, 
I let them know exactly what's going on. They told me the problem and what why they would need an employee there to do the thing. And I was like, ah, I'm willing to do this, this, and this, and that, 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 and that. Not the way you're supposed to do job interviews. I don't suspect I'll get a call back from them. Probably shouldn't be talking about this on a podcast so openly, but man, here we are. Um, better than talking about turning 40, am I right? Which, by the way, I don't know if I've promoted this enough. Book of Boba Fett is out on Disney+, and I'm covering every episode. I'm nerdsplaining it. That's the term I'm now using for it. I'm nerdsplaining every episode of Book of Boba Fett on my Mandalorian podcast, Is This the Way? I know some of you guys listened to that back then. Now I'm doing it for this. Uh, an evil Wookiee just showed up. I mean, it's, it's really throwing it out there, like, blankly to say it like that. A bounty hunter Wookiee who's not Chewbacca is becoming a character, and I think he's going to become a main one. It's getting exciting. My nerdy bones are getting excited. By the way, nerdy bones is a friend of mine's podcast. He basically just ranks things that are nerdy. It's pretty fun. But I'm excited for that. Listen to that. Guys, if you want to help me celebrate my 40th birthday, then you can Venmo me at Aaron M. Marsh. I promise all money from the podcast will go straight to desserts. Cheesecakes, regular cakes, pies, any of that. I will do desserts with your money. I promise you, that's what I'm doing for my 40th. Also, shockingly, uh, I, I don't know what is too much not enough. My dad and his wife are coming out the same week I'm turning 40. And it's the first time they've been to L.A. since I moved out here. So that's kind of exciting. That's going to be good. So, I don't know, a lot of good things happening over here in uh, Camp Aaron. A lot of my shows getting canceled. In fact, every show that I've had uh, has been canceled in the last three, four weeks. They're all being rescheduled for the next three, four weeks. I'm sure that's every comedian right now, especially in the Los Angeles area. Thank you guys for sticking with me. Here we go. We got this show. Next week, I'm very excited for this one. It's already taped. That's why I'm excited because I know it's a good time. I know it's a great episode. Clayton Thomas is back. Clayton Thomas showed up on like my second or third episode. So I haven't done an episode with him in like two years. Although I hang out with him all the time. So we talk about Spider-Man. We rank the Batmans. I don't know if I'm going to make that a separate episode or itself. I don't know. We talked longer than we should have. But it was a great time. I just didn't want to stop talking to Clayton. It was a good hang. So maybe I'll just release a really long episode. Who knows? Clayton Thomas is the next week. Looking forward to it. You guys should be too. At CT is dope. Team CT. Uh, What's funny about Clayton is he's done a lot of work. He's done a lot on TV. He's opened up for Martin Lawrence. Blah, blah, blah. But when I hang out with him, people will be like, are you the guy from Vine? And he just always says, yeah. I like that. It's uh, kind of funny to hear that. You the guy from Vine? Yeah. Oh, can I get your picture? Sure. So, Clayton Thomas, the guy from Vine. Coming next week. Excited for that. I think I pretty much covered all of everything, right? I'm Aaron M. Marsh. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Rate, review, subscribe to my Mandalorian podcast. Even if you don't listen to it, it helps me out. The algorithm helps me out. That's a thing. If you haven't rate, reviewed, or subscribed to this podcast, that'd be great for the algorithm. I'd love that. Um, yeah, I think I pretty much covered all my bases, guys. Thank you again. Thank you. This is two years now. This is two years of listening to me. This has been out for two years. Holy cow. I can't believe I did two years worth of podcasting. Two years of podcasting now. So thank you. You guys have... Thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me for two years. Mm-hmm.